Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, and welcome to Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast. I'm Ben Eshmade, and on this week's Archive Edition, we step into a bleak, gloopy bubble of dangerous darkness and relive the terrifying sci-fi drama Under the Skin. I think what is what we've made and what's interesting about it is looking at ourselves through this alien lens. I think there's something very striking about the, the, the mundane, the symphony of it all, the symphony of everything, you know. This was the third film from British director Jonathan Glazer, following his critically acclaimed dramas Sexy Beast and Birth. In Under the Skin, Scarlett Johansson stars as an unassuming alien preying on unwary hitchhikers in Glasgow. No girlfriend, really. Oh, I don't have a girlfriend at all. Very charming. It's better. Yeah, sorted. The film is loosely based on the cult book by Michael Faber of the same name. Back in 2013, I had the chance to speak to director Jonathan Glazer. There was a gap of nearly um, 10 years between your second film, Birth, and your new film, Under the Skin. Was this a difficult project to get off the ground? Um, It was a difficult project to um, write, actually, I think, more than anything. Well, not. It was a a difficult project to find uh, the way to make it, find find the story that we wanted to tell, because it was attached to, uh, you know, a a novel. It was, you know, an adaptation of a book very loosely but even so you're you've there's still that kind of starting point and you're 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 kind of rooted to that on some level so you start off doing doing more kind of illustrative uh, adaptations of it and more faithful adaptations of it and then you kind of get to a point where you sort of begin to break free of it more and more and and then you kind of almost completely detach from it and you know that takes a long time you and you know you have to be very rigorous with it and um you know, really, the, the, the film, the film that we made, was really based on, obviously, a, that whole long journey of finding the, find, finding, the, you know, the, getting the material to a point that we wanted to, it felt satisfactory. We wanted to tell it. Well, the film that we made came from, really, sort of, I would say, three very dedicated years uh, in a room. You know, a lot of action, a lot of activity around that in terms of uh, visual 
conceptualization and you know camera development and obviously finance and you know all of that stuff but really the all of that orbited really the kind of the the the, the, the laboratory for this which was which was a room that I, I wrote in with Walter Campbell my co co-writer for three years really just sort of in his words kind of turning the soil of the material until it felt like it was bearing a fruit I mean, the thing about it is, is quite interesting. Is, is obviously you're talking about the, the hard, the, the struggle to, to to work on the script, is the fact that it's actually there's not a lot of speech as such in the film. It's all about atmosphere, I suppose. It's um, the atmosphere of it is obviously very very key, and the, you 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 get to the, at, the you you achieve an atmosphere through the kind of unity of all of the ingredients. Really, you have to get them to a place where they're all unified, and then you sort of present a world, and then uh, you need to be consistent with that but um dialogue is uh dialogue was very very difficult to you know in in this in this film uh the only dialogue that was required was dialogue that uh, was um, you know part of her pickup routine or or you know it, it's a dialogue that was essential mm. so the rest of the time you're with her and there's no there's no need for dialogue or even if there is there's no way of articulating mm. Um, using dialogue, so um, it's it, it relies on a visual language. It relies on how, how can you be lucid with with pictures? How do the, how can the pictures kind of propel you forward? And with you know how can they be? How can they communicate the ideas that we're trying to that we're trying to convey? You know, and that, and, that, and that's a that's a fantastically interesting challenge. I mean, one of the things that, that stru- struck me um, once this is an incredible opening sequence, but once we sort of delve into the film, you're seeing the Glasgow Glasgow sc- streets. The only difference between this being a Glasgow you might go and see now and the one in the film is um, one of the elements which is strong in this film, which is which is the music and the sound design. Uh, you mean you mean were you to drive around Glasgow now, yeah. it would look as it does in the film, bar the music. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that that is true. In fact, we were in Glasgow um, last week at the Glasgow Film Festival, and it, it you know we 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 are um, driving through the same streets, and you know it, it is it does feel like we're driving through the the, the set of the film, but it's it um, yeah it's the real world. I mean, it's the film was the, the idea was really for to have the method of filming match the narrative of the story. So to to to, to kind of to put her. Uh, in the world as it is, not not one that you've kind of recreated as a film set.
and, and that was obviously um, always quite a brave decision, I think, to a certain extent, because obviously, fit, you know, the, the, the birth and um, uh, sexy beasts, it, it, it's, it's 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 all that they were they were they were hyper real. They were they were fake fake worlds that you created. Whereas now you went to elaborate lengths to 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 actually sort of you know um, I suppose like it's like document film, filming, wasn't it? Yeah, you you you're right. You do. I think we understood that the prize of this was photographing things as they are, um, and not uh, not not being detectable. So we, she was in disguise, and we were either in disguise ourselves or kind of absent, um, because the idea of her as this interloper. In the in the world as it is, for us to understand, for us to recognise the world as it is and see her in it is is uh, it just it, it didn't feel like it could be improved any other way. It didn't feel like you, we could we could set it up and recreate it. It felt like it would be counterintuitive to do that. Actually, it was it was more obvious to do it this way around. Once we discovered that this was the way to do it, and you feel her, there's something illicit going on because of that, and it feels like she shouldn't be there and we shouldn't be there. And that's all. I think that all plays into the atmosphere. Did you always have um, Scarlett Johansson in mind? And, and what did you feel was sort of the alien aspects about her? I mean, Scarlett, uh, Scarlett, and I were chatting about this for you know three or four years before we actually made the film. And the script was in lots of different, you know, had been through, you know, we'd, we'd been we'd taken it through lots of different incarnations, really. But once we, um, I think once again, once once. Once we committed to this idea of disguise, it was very exciting to think of Scarlett as she is, but but unfamiliar to us. So, and and to and to sort of almost just parachute her in to, to the to the to the world as it is, and 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 watch, and then have her interact, you know, um, with with uh, some of these guys who she was talking to, and actually, you know, have her have a stop and wind the window down and ask for directions, and then turn the conversation uh, around to. Something she was more, you know, more more kind of agenda based, and Scarlett just, um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like casting a normal film at all. You, you don't didn't really get to cast her like you would a normal, you know, an actress in a, in a more conventional uh, drama. It, it it was more like, well, it's it, it's it's almost like the alien is, you know, the alien is manufacturing an act, an actress, you know, and then the character of that actress is Scarlett Johansson. It's a very it's a very peculiar construction, actually. So it's not. It's not. Um, I can't. I can't look at Scarlett in the film and think of any other film she's been in, and it be and it, and it be an equivalent of any of those. It, it's. Um, it's. It's. It's watching her behaviour. It's witnessing her behaviour. for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The texture of the film has to be, the texture of the casting had to be very carefully um, considered because so much of the footage is shot through the windows of a moving vehicle or, or at people on the street, you know, going about their business or interacting with some of those people or in nightclubs, shopping centres and so on. And these are, this, these, are, these are just you and I going about our, our, mm. our day, completely unguarded, completely un, uh, unaware and so any, any actor or non-actor that was precast and was kind of aware that they were being used in a, in a, in a film production had to kind of, had to, had, to, had to match, had to have the same truth about them. And that's really about, you know, looking at the right energy in somebody actually when you're casting, looking at um, the character and what that, that actor or non-actor or, you know, brings to that. And constructing it in such a way that you're not aware of the join. You're not suddenly going from the reality, the truth of things, to a kind of, to, to, to a lie. You don't, want to ever, you, you don't want to feel like there's a lie going on apart from her. She's the lie. She's the conceit. Everything else needs to be completely real world around her. So, yeah, that was a difficult process. Absolutely, it was. It's, um, you know, it's, you know, the skills of my casting director, Colleen Crawford, and, and the people that we did cast. A lot has been said about, obviously, the, the realism that you, you went for. But what's quite interesting in the film is those moments where it switches from the realism to somewhere else. And I think maybe from speaking to you, that when it does suddenly switch into the supernatural, it's more effective. Yeah, it was about putting the, um, the alien realm, cheek by jowl with ours, um, it, the, the more real the world was, the more we recognised the world as being real. Um, then when we work, when we enter these spaces, the, the kind of the reality of that almost floods in the room with you, and it's a very uh, the, con- the context of those spaces become imbued by what's preceded them in the, in the film. So suddenly you're in these dark spaces, and they are. Um, I hope they come across as being, you know, how they were intended to be, which is sort of very unfamiliar and where you have no compass. You know, in fact, the only compass you have in there is her, or the only compass that many follow into this room have. Uh, is her and they keep their eyes on her uh, but what we see around them is the kind of world having kind of fallen away as we recognize it and it's uh it's very um it's very it's very uh i think you you you're kind of th- thrown out of your comfort zone so yes that walter and i understood that the, the bars between those two realities were were you know part of the part of the pleasure of watching the film 
it, it's also a film where you're obviously you're never quite sure I certainly wasn't where the story's going mm. and you're, you're a little bit scared of where it's going as well mm. well it's a very subjective experience and it's uh, it, there, are, there are no um, there's no your hand isn't held through the film you are kind of alongside her and you experience things as she does you learn you, you see things uh, f- fresh uh, again uh, or you re-see things when she sees them it was important to the way that we felt a thought of it and constructed it that you, you were kind of falling through these experiences with her you didn't have more information than she had and I, I because i know this you know i obviously know the the story and I know the construction of it and everything else it's kind of it's quite difficult for me to see just how how, how uh, disturbing that, that that experience might be or, or how frightening as you said it might be I, I don't know I'm not frightened by it because I know what's coming next but but um but I but I can appreciate what you say I think it must be um it must be it must be that way uh, because we, we've really spent a great deal of time and energy on you know committing to this alien point of view so once you've committed to an alien point of view in the way that you tell it, tell this film, the, 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 the perspective of this film is her perspective. So we have to be with her and to be with her is to be outside of where we normally are. So, 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 the, so the experience has to stand alone somehow, stand outside of everything else to work. And that, that in itself is, is, is an alienating uh, uh, experience. look at this film in the context of your other two films but I think one thing um, that's interesting to, to mention is obviously that you've come from this history of um, making you know adverts and, and music promo videos all of which are extremely visually rich obviously with a film you've got more time to expand on that I mean making um, television commercials and music videos are quite different actually I mean from from, from each other um, with with television commercials you have you have a the, the, you know the ones I've been lucky enough uh, to be involved with um, you know, they they were very much uh, were approached as a kind of, of as singular pieces of work. You know, you lo- I looked at them as a f- as films. I didn't really look at them as TV commercials. So I thought, well, I want to do this as well as I can do them and tell a story as well as I can t- tell one. And um, so you're not kind of changing the way you think about them uh, be- just be- because they're a television commercial. So, so there's something very strong about having to communicate an idea or a feeling in a, in a very short space of time. You're given very limited, very, very clear margins. And I like that kind of the freedom within those margins um, to make something which can, you know, affect, you know, and, and be, be compelling. Um, but there's a, to, to actually tell a story in a very short space of time, it's a, I think it's a very good discipline. And you understand, you learn about, you know, the power of, of images and, and, and the power of context as well, and what that, um, how you can, how you can change the emphasis of something depending on the order of events that you show it. You know, and um, it's not that you make a film when you edit it at all. I mean, it has to be in, 
has to be in your intention. Your intention is mm. has to be in the. You have to photograph your intention. It has to has to be in there. But but when you edit, you 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 can you really can emphasize and steer and you know. And I think that really was my film school. I, I mean, I, I never went to film school. That my film school became that you know making f in music videos and television commercials. And you know, I, I'm pleased I did. As, as people leave the cinema, what do you hope they will get from this film? Is there a sense of sort of maybe re-examining the everyday? I, I, I hope that people um, enjoy where they've been. You know, uh, I know that when I go to the cinema, I like to be taken somewhere. I like to be taken out of my life and, um, and I like to enter another world and, and, Im and be immersed in that world and, and feel like I'm being shown something I haven't seen before and taken to places that challenge me and excite me and surprise me, you know. That, that's, that's really, it's the immersive experience that I, I look for when I go to the cinema. And, you know, I hope people come out of this and feel like they've had one of those, you know. What, what, I don't, I think what is, what we've made and what's interesting about it is, is this perspective. It's her, is looking at, at ourselves through this alien lens and there's something kind of I think there's something very striking about the, 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 the mundane and what we're all so familiar with and, it, and, and kind of be, you know the symphony of it all the symphony of everything you know kind of I think there's something very beautiful I hope there's something very beautiful in the film and I hope that you know I think that's the thing that, that the character is, is, is you know pulled towards is, is, is this, what it is to be us Whatever that is. <laughs> you don't want to wake up, do you? Thanks to Jonathan Glazer for speaking to me. For me, it was a unique mix of Solaris 2001 and The Man Who Fell to Earth with a jaw-dropping score by Mika Levi. Though, to be honest, it's still a film you need to see for yourself. I'm Ben Eshmade. Thanks for listening to this archive edition of Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast, here to inspire more people to discover and love the arts with weekly episodes of archive finds and theme series. Subscribe to Nothing Concrete on Acast, Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you can, leave us a review to help us get the word out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.